Hello and welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Kevin Wilde. After a tough 2020, this episode is about fast forwarding to a happier time. The year is 2030, prices are high, the seasons are kind, and innovations have delivered cost reductions for growers. Well, that's the plan anyway, and it's been prompted by the release of Wool 2030, Australian Wool, the world's premium sustainable fibre, which is a strategy and a result of collaboration across the length and breadth of the industry. More than 800 wool growers helped write the report that was overseen by AWI's Wool Consultation Group, WCG, and the Wool Industry Consultative Panel, WICP. WICP Chairman Lindsay Douglas joins us now to discuss the strategy. Lindsay, thanks for your time. Before we get to the major themes, social distancing due to COVID-19 across most of this year meant there was no face-to-face workshops or catch-ups. Instead, everything was done online. How do you think that went? Well, you're right, Kevin, the plan was always to have everyone be involved in terms of the workshops and the consultation in person, um, sit down and have really robust conversations. But of course, COVID changed all of that. And uh, instead, we ended up doing the consultation for this entirely online. And uh, of course, with the online survey that went out to uh, growers and 850 of them responded. the members of that group came together several times. You talked about the WICP, the WCG, and one of the things um, that was really special about the coming together of that steering group was that the WCG invited along uh, next generation uh, members as well. So the diversity of people geographically um, in terms of their involvement in the wool industry and also the ages of the people involved has been um, really important to making sure that this plan uh, covers all of the segmentation and fragmentation of the industry with a single vision going forward. Um, But yes, so it was different. COVID um, forced us to do it all online, but there are actually benefits, I think, to doing meetings online in some way. There's a change in the pace of the meetings. You really slow down. Everyone's given a real opportunity to speak. And and I think the outcome of the Wall 2030 document uh, is improved by those meetings. And also people then don't have to leave their farms, their properties. They can just sort of take a couple of hours and some of the meetings are in the afternoon, somewhere at night. So that meant everyone got a chance out of, you know, all the people that were potentially involved. That's right. And and we should mention too that it wasn't just growers. It was the service bodies, broker organisations, uh, exporters, buyers were involved, processors, state farming organisations, Nuffield scholars. Um, so there were multiple meetings held, different sizes of meetings throughout the 12 months of uh, developing the strategy. So what are the major themes? Look, sustainability, you'll notice in there, is a recurring theme and sustainability with regard to management of animals and land, obviously, Um, the well-being of wool growers, that's a pertinent theme throughout, but also customer expectations with regard to sustainability. So you'll see that theme recurring throughout uh, the 2030 plan. Um, But there are five key pillars that uh, are expanded upon inside Wool 2030. One of those is caring for animals and the environment. Um, one of them is marketing the world's most desirable fibre. And growers were really passionate about coming up with a tagline and a theme that they could loudly and proudly shout to the world. Um, one is communicating with our customers, having a much more transparent understanding of their expectations and our processes, um, transforming 
uh, production systems through innovation. And I know there's a lot of innovation occurring all the time and probably growers get sick of innovation, but there's so much more to come. And adoption, of course, is a huge part of that. And then finally, it's about prospering, uh, fostering a, a prosperous wool growing community. So uh, overwhelmingly, this is sort of representing the evolution of the industry and the hopes of wool growers for the next decade and as a, a jumping off point well into the, to the middle of, of this century we're in. We're right in the middle of a huge amount of opportunities and challenges and the industry is broad and diverse and segmented but there were some really key goals we wanted to set and, paint, and to paint a picture of a future we all wanted to work towards. And some of the targets that are included in Wool 2030 include um, the industry having grown in value by 2.5% annually from last year, 2019, through to 2030. And that includes hitting some key metrics like increasing the value per head of sheep by 15%, uh, increasing the flock size from 67 to 75 million, and a big focus on increasing the proportion of merinos in the ewe flock. So really, the, the broader plan is just about amplifying all the assets in the industry as they exist today, but future-proofing against the foreseeable hurdles and challenges and declines that could occur if we don't have a vision and a plan as an industry to work towards together. So deliberately optimistic, is it realistic or is it Pollyanna stuff? I think any 10-year plan is meant to be optimistic. It's meant to be about what would we like this thing to be in 2030. And it was interesting, the consultants were really adamant on making sure we had a narrative in there, the story of Jordan, the, the female grower, and Jack, the male grower, and, and them being quite young and the face of the future industry and what their industry should look like. Um, but the reason we have those metrics in there and the reason we robustly debated all of the five pillars was to make sure that it was attainable and that the milestones could be achieved. And that's where the steering group is so important. The plan needs to be executed. Um, yes, it's optimistic, but the steering group will have very clear milestones they need to achieve too in terms of reporting um, on our progress towards this vision. So there is an absolute commitment that this report isn't going to gather dust in a printed version or just stay on a website, no one sees it any further. There is a work plan to make sure that this continues and that the aspiration is at least attempted, hopefully delivered on. This is an AWI's plan. I think it's important to, to recognise that. This is the industry's plan. Um, this is the responsibility of the many organisations along the supply chain in the industry to own and foster and believe in. It is also the responsibility of growers to believe in this. And there are gonna be parts of the plan that some growers say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in that. I don't agree with that, I don't concur. Um, it is meant to be a unifying document that is owned and believed in by the industry. And that's why that steering group that'll be in charge of measuring the milestones, not executing the plan, but measuring the milestones, will include um, breeders, uh, wool growers, AWEX, the department, it'll include um, exporters processes, major fashion houses, um, international processes. This is meant to be something that everyone gets involved with so that we can progress the industry significantly over the next 10 years. Individual wool growers may like some bits, may not like other bits. This is something to uh, aspire to or at least uh, consider, but people don't have to sign up to it. No, it's not a contract. It's um, a strategy that really we'd like the industry to contribute towards in a way that suits 
their contribution to the industry. So whether they're a grower or a producer, um, broker, whether if they can look at the plan and attach to one of the goals in there or attach to one of the pillars or aspirations, that really will contribute to a fantastic industry by 2030. I guess the main point for me is around consumer expectations and the education and awareness that uh, this plan seeks to deliver so that growers and members of the supply chain can constantly adapt, uh, stay relevant and ensure their viability within the industry and the value chain. Animal Welfare and Other Social Licence Issues Act as Challenges to All Industry. Wool has had a bit of attention on this, uh, to say the least. How has that particular theme dealt with in the strategy? Social licence is probably one of the biggest challenges ongoing for uh, any agricultural industry and, and it's all about the ongoing acceptance of an industry's um, practices and procedures. And there's a fantastic line in the plan that I think um, sums up the response of the many members who contributed to Wool 2030 and that is that it can be expensive to undertake activities to maintain social licence and it can be very difficult but it is much more expensive and even prohibitive to regain that social licence once it is lost. There is no doubt that consumers have expectations with regards to animal welfare, environmental credentials, and wool is actually really well placed to um, take advantage of those, particularly when people are so focused on sustainability and where there's a real lack of biodegradability um, in, the, in the materials industry, in the fibre industry, there's a real opportunity here for wool to be the premium sustainable fibre. And that's the point. We are the original sustainable and recyclable fibre, uh, unlike petrochemical-derived uh, polyesters and, and, and acrylics. So um, it's about emphasising that. So for customers who really feel strongly on that issue, um, you know, why have you got something made of plastic and then all the problems with microplastics in the environment when wool, in fact, is better? Well, that's right. And that was one of the key themes that occurred throughout this conversation was we have something we're so proud of. How do we better unify to market that, not just here in Australia, but around the world? Innovation is obviously a, a key issue. You touched on it earlier. It covers everything from wool queue and traceability to, to more mechanisation of wool handling and harvesting. Um, how much capacity is there for more innovation? I mean, some, some growers have wanted... Um, you know, robotic shearing or mechanical shearing for, for many, many decades, but it's, it's a bit like the Holy Grail. There's so much opportunity for greater innovation in our space, but there's also innovation fatigue. There's that constant need to be adopting new technologies and, uh, and new approaches and new efficiencies. But innovation, um, including adoption of existing innovations today, uh, underpins a lot of the pillars. Uh, we talk a lot about um, innovation in terms of tools and systems to combat fly strike, around emissions reduction, um, and then also about innovation in terms of wool products. What else can we be doing um, with this wonderful fibre that we all grow? Um, what markets can we be growing into? What are the efficiencies we can be using in terms of data and, and the underutilisation of data in our industry at the moment? Um, there's a real theme of innovation in there and a real expectation from growers and members of the value chain that we that the industry invests and gets really targeted around the innovations of the future. So there is space for more. And if people want more information, it's as simple as going to wool.com slash wool2030 and it's all there. It's not thousands and thousands of pages. Um, it's a, a quick, simple read. You can take 
you know, bits and pieces that you like. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something hopefully wool growers will find interesting. And even if they just get one or two little bits out of it, then um, it has been very much a worthwhile process. Yes, it is certainly a reflection of the forward thinking of the industry today. Um, and it's certainly a document worth looking at. Uh, the tagline in there for me is one of the real wins of the document, um, the, world, the world's premium sustainable fibre. Uh, and yeah, we look forward to seeing the industry grow and evolve over the next 10 years. Lindsay Douglas, thanks for your time and thank you for listening to The Yarn. Uh, it has been a great pleasure and please join us again for another yarn.